I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome in. It is betting across America on a action-packed Saturday of college football, week one of this CFB season, Labor Day weekend Saturday, and we are here to bring you all the live in-game betting action and get you set for all the games still to come as our coverage continues here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Alongside Amal Shaw, we're here at the South Point Sportsbook Studios. It is a, you can see behind us, uh, right there, right there, behind uh, behind us, a packed house today. We spoke with Chris Andrews a little bit earlier on the pregame show as the patrons file in, watching a number of games, at least in the early window. Amal, we had six early contests, all getting closer to the first half. And probably the biggest storyline so far of what we have seen is the rock fight that has unfolded at Camp Randall Stadium in Madison, where Penn State and Wisconsin, nothing, nothing, a couple minutes into the second quarter, we ended the pregame show with Wisconsin right on the doorstep. Had a first and goal with the two. They go false start, rush for nothing, incomplete, incomplete, blocked 23-yard field goal. And that has really changed the dynamic here. Nothing, nothing right now. Wisconsin, at the end of the quarter, when they were facing first and goal at the two, in a game that had been a defensive struggle to this point, Wisconsin was laying eight and a half live at Circa. Yeah. Five and a half uh, on the closing line. Pretty pretty wild uh, when, you, when you put it that way. But you had also brought up the point earlier that even if they score a touchdown, you want to take over the touchdown. I think it would have been a good play. And now getting eight and a half in a game where uh, it's tough sledding for Penn State. I mean, they are just fighting for their lives to get two yards as Oklahoma, the Sooners are knocking on the door. I think that's Ken 
Kennedy Brooks right there. Yeah. And he's trying to enter the world's toughest man competition, <laughs> but he'll go down in about the two. Yeah. Um, and, and just one quick update from Ann Arbor. 76-yard touchdown, Ronnie Bell. Uh, uh, he's off to a fast start. They're going to need to have a big senior, uh, senior campaign from him. Uh, I'll tell you what, Ben. Wisconsin, they should win this football game. They've been the better mm-hmm. team for a quarter-plus so far. Their defense is outstanding. I, I said this already yesterday um, on Rick Neuheisel's show. Jim Leonard is the defense coordinator at Wisconsin. He will be a head coach somewhere in 2022 unless he chooses not to leave. I thought he was going to be a head coach coming into uh, last year, actually. He, he is terrific. Badgers already put uh, Penn State in a third-and-nine situation. This uh, James Franklin's team, boy, it is going to be tough sledding all day for them. And look, I mean, they get their next four games at home and it's a bit of a respite before the real teeth of the Big Ten schedule ramps up. But a tough way to begin. By the way, first half total in this game of all, 24. It's nothing, nothing. Uh, 18 minutes into the game. I don't think we're getting there. Look, let me be like the real journalist on TV and say to you, oh, you know, there's a possibility you could still get there, but not likely. Look, it's not getting it's, there. It's not happening. I mean, I mean this, this ball. Fourth and ninth, another three and out. Clifford, five of 10, 36 <laughs> yards. They, I mean, but they can't do anything. Can't move the ball. Great update there on Sean Clifford. I mean, 3.6 yards per attempt, really struggling to throw this football. And nice job by the Badger defense. They bat the ball down. Um, quick three and out. I, I'll tell you what, I know Wisconsin failed, but what a response by the defense here. Uh, yes, they and look, we've seen this total now. It was 48 close down from 50 and a half. Or Amal's got it, Mr. Uh, Mr. Best number over here to my to my right. 30. No, no not always. Not I, I'm saying in this particular. I'm giving yeah. you the benefit of the doubt, Amal. You know how we. Hey, do. no, I you know listen. I'm, I'm nobody. Let me tell you something. I'm not going to be winning the classiest award of a person, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you one thing. Nobody will ever say I'm a phony. That that is true. That's very true. Thank you, Amal. He's, he's the man. That's why we've got him on Saturday here uh, at, at the book. All the college football action going on uh, right now. So six and a half live is, is the Wisconsin number. They were five and a half on the close. 48 was your closing total down to 34 and a half. Just a couple quick updates as well. Amal, you mentioned Michigan 17-7 as the offense has looked good early on a, a feisty Western Michigan bunch so far. First half line there, Michigan minus nine and a half. Total of 34, 17-7. This was 16 and a half for the game. So this is going to be really interesting to see how the final, we have about eight and a half minutes to go in the half things play out here for those uh, first half betters. This is why Ben Wilson's a very good play-by-play guy, and he should be getting hired somewhere to Division One oh, school very shortly. What a guy. But no, but I get, no, the reason why I said that is, Ben, you added the time in there. I was curious how much time is left in the first half. Wolverines up 17-7. Offenses look pretty good for the most part. They did have an opportunity, and then they had that tough possession at the, uh, where they got a penalty, had to punt the ball, but uh, doing a nice job. So I think they got a chance to be able to cover this number. Let's see if uh, the Broncos can stay in this game. The Wolverines' defense has stiffened mm-hmm. up since the first possession. Meanwhile, in Norman, Fourth and goal at the half-yard line for Boomer Sooner, and they punch it in. A play after Spencer Rattler took a massive shot, tried to QB sneak it on third and goal, tried to go up and over the line, and got popped in the face. It's been a rough start, I'm all for, for Rattler. T- interception on his first pass of the game. Been good since. 12 of 16 uh, after that. Uh, Kennedy Brooks gets in. He's back this year after you know, the career 2,000-yard rusher. So uh, right now, 20 to 14 Oklahoma as we get ready to, to welcome in a new audience here. Uh, 10 minutes to go in the first half. This is uh, 80 and a half your live total. Oklahoma back up to the pregame number, which was 31 and a half after uh, they went down in this spot uh, 7 nothing early to Tulane. So OU PAT Penning look to make it uh, 21-14 as we're here on Betting Across America. 21-14 Oklahoma, one of six early games going on right now. 
now as we keep you posted on all the college football action. Extra point good for second-ranked Oklahoma. 21-14 right now. Amal, we had the conversation earlier on A, the first half line here, where Oklahoma had gone down to 10.5-point favorite live in the first half. Overall, uh, just pulling this back up where we had it close at 19.5 for OU first half. I don't think they get there uh, with a total of 37, but that's about to go over to begin with. And uh, despite uh, Tulane, you know, look, the Green Wave held strong, forced a fourth and goal, but look, Oklahoma still, they've been moving the ball at will here. They really have, and uh, I'll tell you what, when you look at the Sooners, uh, this is a team offensively has, has been flourishing so far. I think, what, three possessions, three touchdowns, right? Uh, yeah. And ten after minutes... The, after the interception. Oh, that's right, yeah. that's right, yeah. So, oh, they, that's right, they started... The, so, if you look at it right now, ten minutes to go in the first half. They've got three timeouts, Tulane with three timeouts as well. So, let's see if they can get another 14 points, which I think is a very good possibility, the way both teams have been able to move the football. But the one thing, if you're Oklahoma, you cannot put Spencer Rattler in positions to be able to take certain risks. If you look at Ohio State last year, Justin Fields, they intentionally did not run him, him as much because they didn't have the depth at the quarterback position. This year, they have a lot more depth, so I expect to see C.J. Stroud run some more at times. And if you're Oklahoma, you got a chance for a national title this year uh, in a very competitive uh, top of the Big 12 with mm-hmm. Iowa State. But you got to make sure he's healthy. If he gets knocked off, I know Caleb Williams is going to be a superstar down the line, the kid out of Washington, D.C., Gonzaga. Um, I, I'm not looking to play him yet. Mm-hmm. You know, right. let, let's wait for the 2022 season and let Spencer Rattler run things right now. So you can't have him. You, you got Gray, you got Brooks. I mean, you got dudes back there. What yeah. do you What do you hand the ball off, letting Rattler run the ball? Well, and it helps too. I mean, you get Brooks back after the COVID opt-out yeah. season. I, I, we conveniently forget about him. Only over 2,000 exactly. career rushing yards, and he's back now, looking pretty good early as well. It, it's hard when you look at the lineage of great running backs that have played at Oklahoma. So sometimes Kenny Brooks is a forgotten mm-hmm. man, but he had a terrific 2019 for Oklahoma. Yeah. He is a great great running back and I thought I know everyone points to Henry Toa Toa going to Alabama as the best acquisition in the transfer portal I actually thought Gray going to Oklahoma was the best acquisition Wande Morris on the offensive line as well another top recruit coming in there it has become Knoxville West for Oklahoma I think they got three or four guys from Tennessee and good impact players and again that was the first half total of 37 so we have 35 already still time to go 10 minutes even to go in the first half so that is likely to be an over for for those of you betting the uh, the first half right there mentioned one other game kind of in the same uh, ilk here where Kentucky and Louisiana Monroe, similar line around 30 points. UL Monroe also went up 7-0 in this game. It's now 21-7, though, Kentucky, as they've tried to they've tried to break in a new quarterback. Uh, a lot, lot to be asked for. Uh, Mark Stoops trying to figure out what he's got offensively this year after uh, all sorts of struggles. Uh, last season, the, the Penn State transfer will leave us coming in. Uh, looked good after a slow start, although I think he just turned the ball over. Is that a, a strip sack and a scoop and score? I think yeah, it is, but they are whistling the play dead. I think the why, why UL Monroe player uh, stepped out of bounds. Yeah, well, wide receiver fumbled the ball. UL Monroe recovers it on the ground. Then they tried to get up and run. Um, and they, they're going to be down there. So but not, it look, It's a big play ball. because yeah. Kentucky laying 17 and a half in the first half. They get off to that terrible start, but up 21-7 and driving. So that's a pretty big play here with about nine minutes to go as we get another look. Yeah, the catch and run by the receiver looking to get outside the numbers and is stripped right at about midfield. So this will be Monroe ball in Kentucky territory here. I'm all in a, a total of 30 as well. If you bet that first half over, you're like, come on, just give me one score. Oh, my God. They just blew the call and in this game. He, he, was he not down? Well, the guy who fell on the ball never had the ball. It was picked up by a DB on the outside, and they ruled him out of bounds. And I'm telling you, Ben, it didn't look oh. like his foot was out of bounds. And that's what Terry Bowden is pointing to because oh, they had no. a touchdown. I, there, yeah. It, there was nobody within Lexington for UK to be able to stop him. That would have been a touchdown for uh, oh. UL Monroe. Just a horrendous call. You know, see, to me, that's one of those plays you let play out because, you, yeah. it, 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 look, when you it's look at the whole point the, of review. Yeah, and, and it wasn't one of those where you know it's an obvious, where he's got, right. a, you know, he's a half a step out of bounds. That's this was brutal. 
Oh, that was brutal. That would have made it 21-14. I mean, look, you, I'm know, you're 0-10 last year. You got Terry Bowden coming in. I mean, come on, give him some help here. Instead, they rule him down at the 43. So Monroe Ball, uh, that, that could be a really big swing if you're especially oh, wow. a first half better. Again, Kentucky laying 17 and a half for the first half. It's 21-7, 8-49 to go. Uh, we'll keep you posted there from, uh, from Kroger Field. Uh, by the way, fourth and one, uh, Wisconsin looks like they go for it, and I believe they just barely picked it up at midfield them all. They do, and I wanted to ask you about this before the play went. I would not have gone for it here. I, I know your, your defense is giving up nothing. Well, I think if you punt this ball and you get it inside the 10 potentially, you're looking at a strip sack, safety, whatever, yeah. you're going to get the ball. I just Here's my argument. I get it. They got it. And normally I am a – And just per- barely, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. But to me, when you're dominating as much as you are uh, defensively with Wisconsin, there's no reason to put that risk in there because Penn State – I don't know if they're going to be able to cross the 50 today the way this Wisconsin that's defense a, that's is playing. That's a great point. And, look, it's not like the Wisconsin O-line has been getting much of a push. We yeah. see another run for, for six inches, basically. So, oh, I think that's a, uh, that's a liberal estimate there. That's a liberal estimate. <laughs> Graham Mertz, four of seven for 26 yards. So nothing, nothing there. Penn State and Wisconsin at Camp Randall now 840 to go in the first half. I know our producer, uh, give him a shout-out for the first time today, Britton Hess. He's sweating a Penn State plus three first-half ticket uh, right now and uh, getting some help with a blocked inside 30-yard field goal. So uh, that is... Uh, that is what is in play right now. Uh, total down to 33 and a half there or more. Quick update from Norman. Nick Benito, who I just mentioned a minute ago, tracks a sack strip. Oklahoma in business. First and 10 at the 11-yard line uh, for the Sooners as they're going to look like they're going to get close to getting an opportunity to punch yep. this one in. Second and eight coming up from the nine-yard line. So, look, there's still so much time. I mean, there's nine and a half minutes to go in the half. Even if you, you know, you tore up or thought about tearing up an Oklahoma first-half ticket, if you bet them at 19 and a half, oh. it's not unrealistic to think of all. We've got 35-14 staring down uh, staring down the shoot here. You know, we, look, there's a lot of great offenses in college football. I don't know if there's a better quick strike, and maybe the numbers point out differently, but just from an eye test perspective, I don't know if there's a better quick strike offense in college football, at least coming into this year, than what uh, Oklahoma is able to do. They just can move so quickly yeah. that how the tempo they go with. Ben, there's a possibility this team could be up, uh, you know, 21 at the break, as you alluded to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. They Now, they're facing a big third yeah, down third here, so this could be critical. So, Rattler mentioned the interception on his first pass of the season. Heisman favorite coming into the year. Had completed 15 straight passes until he goes for a fade in the corner, broken up. So, third and eight uh, upcoming for Oklahoma. Already up in this game, 21-14. Tulane has moved the ball so far. We saw this in-game total of all get as high as 82-and-a-half. It's 83-and-a-half now, so the noon high watermark uh, with a big third uh, and eight upcoming. Uh, we'll get back to that game in a moment. There's a few that we've not mentioned yet, Amal, that are underway. Some really interesting matchups. I think a game that I, I you could have convinced me that this – this might have been the, the closest game on the board coming in. Army, Georgia State, a, to, a, a line of about two, two and a half to Georgia State. Really interesting matchup for both teams is, by the way, Rattler throws incomplete on third and eight. So field goal upcoming for Oklahoma. What a, what a stand by two Massive stand after they, they have uh, the turnover. But Army and Georgia State, really interesting matchup here. And Army, this has surprised me a little bit. They have run all over Georgia State on the road. Already 128 rushing yards and three touchdowns for the Black Knights. Uh, as we know, that's, that's, that's what they do. But it's 21 zip. Uh, they at Georgia State did just respond. They get a 16-yard Destin Coates touchdown to get it to 21-7. And uh, this was a, a game that uh, we saw pretty much even action on both sides. A little bit of a total move to the over. And that's looking good so far from 49. I'm all bet up to 50. Yeah, it really is. 28 points already in the first half. Four minutes to go. And I'll tell you what Army does well is they'll run, 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 and then they'll hit you with a little bit of a pass over the top, and they'll beat you deep. And so maybe an opportunity here for them to get some more points before halftime. But they have really not been slowed down, as you alluded to. Yeah, look, it's an interesting matchup, too, for Georgia State. The people who I know like them, all was the fact, look, you get all 11 
starters back on the offense. Your offense was outstanding last year, 33 points per game with uh, Cornelius Brown, uh, the fourth back at, uh, at quarterback. But uh, interesting um, defensive metrics at play here where you, you, your defensive side, they really did struggle as a good unit. They had the NCAA sack leader who transfers out to South Carolina, Jordan Strachan. So uh, the questions would be really awkward matchup, no matter who you are, especially if you're not a team like an, another service academy who's used to facing a team like Army. I mean, every time I've looked up, it's just been massive hole uh, after massive hole. In game right now, you're seeing this up to 55.5 on the total, 10.5 to the Black Knights up 21-7. 10 and a half. Wow. I tell you what, I would take the Black Knights still here at this number. I think I would too. Yeah. I mean, I, Georgia State's getting a lot of love, but the, here's the problem. Army actually wears on you more and more as you get into the third and fourth quarter. And the, one of my favorite things, there's two things I love about the service academies. Number one, they're generally so, so disciplined. You're not going to get dumb penalties. You know, you don't get the taunting and the excessive celebrations and the late hits generally out of bounds with them. And then the other thing that you get out of them is, Ben, I love this. And I think more teams that are elite should do this. They go for it on fourth down so often. You know, let me give you a quick example. In the Penn State game, for me, the reason why I said I didn't think they should go for it is because the way this team has flourished defensively. Uh, but normally speaking, if I have Penn State in that situation, it's fourth and one mm -hmm. for Wisconsin. I want them punting, not because I want. Obviously, I'm thinking I'm getting the ball back because I don't believe we're going to stop them. It, it really, yeah. if you look at it in college football, it is so hard to stop a team from getting one yard. Uh, and so, to me, that that's a big deal in terms of how you look at it from that perspective. As the Badgers are knocking on the door, as Hassan Haskins gets in for a big blue. Michigan leading now, 23-7 with 6:18 to go. Yep, and a big play uh, there for Michigan at the Big House again. They were laying uh, in in this at least the first half line for Michigan nine and a half so now a PAT pending 618 to go in the first half they have moved the ball at ease at really at will in this especially the second quarter 24 7 now Michigan uh, on top but just to go back to your, your point on on Army and you know Georgia State like we have a guy in Dan Monken who is like eighth year coach veteran guy he, he know like he knows his team and his program so well and they have they have fine-tuned things to a T to the point where even against a, a admittedly somewhat light schedule in the, the shortened year last year still and you, you average what 275 rush yards a game you just you, you understand how to wear down opposing defenses and it really helped their defense on the other side because they were uh, leading the country in defensive yards per game allowed last year again I know but the schedule is going to step up in class for them overall this year and they tested themselves early with this road true road game at Georgia State but they, they've met the task so far yeah I think they're better than, than Georgia State when you look at it coming in Georgia State and Sun Belt solid team but not a great team by any stretch you know you look at that league you look at Appalachian State uh, you look at uh, UL uh, well they go by Louisiana now I was going to say uh, ULL but uh, they're, they're a better team. Uh, those teams at the top are far better than what you get out of Georgia State. But overall, uh, you know, give Army credit going on the road and getting this game. Big third down coming up here at Camp Randall for our producer, Britton Hess, because he's got Penn State first half plus three. And they oh, put they it on the turf. And fumble. <laughs> Wow. And that, look, we've had a blocked field goal inside yeah. 30 yards. We have now had a bad quarterback center. Uh, actually, I think that was a – we'll have to get another look at them all. I think it was I, between I looked the running up, back and the yeah, quarterback. Okay, quarterback running back exchange. 4.59 to go in the first half, as yes, this was, out of the shotgun. Just a bad exchange from quarterback to running back. And Graham Mertz puts it on the turf. Penn State recovers a couple of massive swings. In this first half, your in-game total, by the way, circa hanging a 27 and a half right now. In-game? In-game. Wow. wow. In-game. This was, this was 48. 
pregame. I mean, your first half total pregame was 24. It's down to 27 and a half for the game. Wisconsin laying four right now live. They were five and a half at close. Uh, two massive blunders, though, in the first half. Wisconsin, at a bare minimum, I mean, should, should be six nothing without question. I, I, you're absolutely right. I, I mean, they almost look like they were playing for a field goal there. They were running a draw there. Nick Tarbert and Johnny on the spot recovers the football coming off the le- uh, right edge there. And uh, it wasn't even a chance for the Badgers to re- uh, recover it. I don't know if Graham Mertz, and you know, this is why I love having guys like Sean King on this network. I'd love to ask him as a quarterback, mm-hmm. was it on him? Because the, the handoff was a little bit high to the left side, uh, and Wisconsin fumbles the ball. By the way, I want to give a quick update. Bad news in Ann Arbor. Ronnie Bell is limping to the locker room for Michigan. Um, that is not a good sign. He has had a huge first half for the Wolverines as Tulane fumbles the ball one more time. And two catches for 76 yards, had the 76-yard touchdown, and so, and he, as you mentioned him all, he was a dynamic, really in possible for Western Michigan secondary-wise to match up with him. So he is out. It is Western Michigan ball, five and a half to go in the first half, down 24-7. Michigan laying nine and a half for the first half. So if you're a first half better, uh, only a Western Michigan touchdown here on the final drive. They've got a third and one at their own 33. Uh, that's, uh, that could really hurt you at this spot. And, and by the way, we mentioned earlier a brutal missed call at, at uh, Kroger Field in Lexington. Should have been a touchdown off of a strip by the defensive back on a wide receiver for Kentucky. Uh, UL, uh, UL Monroe, they get the ball back I believe they went, they went for it all with, uh, again, Rich Rodriguez. He's the new OC. His son, Rhett, yeah. your opening day starting quarterback, 5 of 10 uh, so far. And they, they get the ball back at the Kentucky 43, but go three and out. They punt fourth and 11 at the Kentucky 44. Uh, the Wildcats just hit a huge play down inside the uh, Monroe red zone. So 21-7. 6.20 to go. They have a third and seven coming up, and that's really important because Kentucky laying 17.5 for the first half here, and you had a total that was right in the range of, it was 30 for most, for most parts. So six minutes to go, you're sitting at 28 for a total. Kentucky up 14. No matter how you put it, a massive swing, and the refs had a, a big part of that. Uh, ben, I'm glad you brought that up. It's a game changer. It's like, forget, forget about from the game. We know Kentucky's going to win the game, but from yeah. the betting perspective, uh, I don't know if you have the first half number on this game. You said uh, you said it a minute ago, and I forgot. What Seventeen and a half. As Kentucky and a half, gets a get touchdown in. here on third and seven, so it's twenty-seven-seven now. Think about it. you're winning the first half bet at that touchdown stance. It's twenty-one yeah. fourteen. Highly unlikely. Look, it's possible, but highly unlikely that Kentucky goes down and scores two touchdowns in about six minutes. Now they're on the board again, twenty-seven-seven with five forty-four to go. Uh, big situational change there. I want to go back to the Oklahoma game for a second. The yeah. Sooners get the uh, turnover off the Pratt. The quarterback fumbled there as he was running, got out of the pocket, was moving forward, and fumbled the ball. The one thing I noticed about Oklahoma, and I can see why people might be down on them a little bit, they don't have that physical offensive line running game. I mean, look, they have a good offensive line, but to me, when you start to drive at the 11-yard line, you got to be able to put it away against a team like Tulane. They didn't do that. They just recovered a fumble at the Tulane 37-38 yard line. Uh, they run the ball on first down, and on the next two throws, Spencer Rattler is high on two consecutive throws. They're going to be punting the ball. By the way, Sean Clifford just missed a touchdown. Jahan Dotson? Was, had five yards of separation behind the Wisconsin uh, secondary, and Clifford overthrows him. Second and ten for Penn. Amal's getting out of his chair. Uh. Well, no, because you know what? This is why guys <laughs> like Dotson should never go to Penn State. He, he's a great talent. They don't utilize him properly. Burn, I mean, just, just burned uh, Wisconsin off the line there. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what bothers me is you don't make use of the good talent that you have there, and you alluded to it. Missed opportunity. You've had an offense been struggling all game. Now you're going to, you know, I mean, th- this is the problem. By the way, 
Oklahoma, they stall out two bad passes in a row by Spencer Rattler. They kick a 51-yarder. Lincoln Riley uh, with, with the 51-yarder giving his kicker the opportunity, and he drills it 27-14 Oklahoma. That's huge for the first half. That is, uh, that is massive. And remember, Oklahoma, they were laying 19.5 for the first half. Remember, we, su- we suggested, look, down 7 nothing, laying 10.5, get in while you can. And they're now up 13, 7.58 to go in the first half. And your first half total officially over 41, uh, by the way, I'm also And still, even as we've talked about, that 19 and a half is still very much alive for the uh, the original number. Oh, yeah, you're right, because they're at 13. Uh, a, really a, an opportunity here for them to be able to cover that one. I completely forgot about that. field goal was so big. Uh, you're absolutely right, a 51-yarder. Uh, what a huge uh, kick made there by, uh, by Oklahoma. Meanwhile, Sean Clifford and Penn State uh, going backwards. They lose yards again? They lost yards again. <laughs> no surprise there. I, I have to look. Well, on the other side, we'll tell you how many yards Penn State has. I think it might be in the single digits. Uh, nothing, nothing. We're having a lot of fun. We hope you continue to stick with us. All sorts of in-game betting action coming your way next as we continue. It's Betting Across America College Football Saturday, week one, here on VEASAN. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you will always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It can even alert you before you go too low or when you're too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see, like more time and range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
Welcome back in. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM as we welcome you back in. Also, check out that decent pro uh, football guide. It's the perfect time to huddle up. Just $19.99 and available now. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player rewards. Sign up for VEASAN all access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back with Amal Shaw. I'm Ben Wilson. Amal, if, you, uh, if your money was on Stanford K-State to be the first game to reach halftime, you're a winner. A lot of running and not a lot of offense for David Shaw and Stanford so far. Well, the second part of your statement is always true. Uh, yes. Yeah. And Fair. the other thing is Fair. it's not a surprise. <laughs> the only reason why it's a little bit surprising that it's the first one because Army's playing. Yep. You know, with Army playing, you figured they might be the first ones to get a halftime. But Stanford would have been a good second bet with their style of play. I've always wondered, you know, when David Shaw recruits people, aside from having probably the best campus in the United States and being a world premier uh, university, um, why would you want to go play for them? What's the goal here? We're going to be setting ourselves up for a fourth and two and a half to punt or potentially go for it. I mean, their offense is stuck in the seventies. I mean, it's like student body left, student body, right. It's pathetic. And well, what was interesting today. So you have to replace Davis Mills. It's not like he lit lit the college scene up anyway, but technically he had to replace him. They have played Jack West and Tanner McGee, the two guys equally so far. And again, this is a game being played at Jerry world, the AT&T kickoff and a little money. Them all did come in here to Stanford late. Again, even though this was the local 9 a.m. kickoff for at least the Stanford body clock, 11 a.m. down in Arlington, K-State from minus three and a half down to three. You saw a total as well. This moved a bet to the over 53 to 55. And right now, both of those moves look uh, very, very wrong as K-State covers the first half spread easily. 14-0 Wildcats at the half. 25 and a half is, uh, is your total. And look, the, uh, the, McGee, the McKee-West combo, Amal, look, they've, they've completed some passes, 10 of 14, but combined for just 92 yards at a pick. 12 carries, 32 yards offensively so far. And Skyler Thompson, uh, while he's not been very effective throwing the ball, has been really good on the ground. And, and K-State so far, they've, they've certainly looked like the better side to this point. Yeah, they really have. And uh, so far, Deuce Vaughn doing a terrific job for the Wildcats. Uh, would you say the score is 14 nothing? 14 zip, yep. And hey, this feel, was, uh, yeah. You feel pretty good. Now, look, I think can, uh, Stanford still has an opportunity to make a bounce back in this game. The problem has been they've been outgained by 200, uh, excuse me, 116 yards so far in the first half. That's really a dominating statement when you look at the fact that Kansas State is not a team that you expect to put up 240 yards in the first half. So they've done a nice job mm-hmm. uh, really dominating the football game. And by the way, I know they're on commercial in the Oklahoma game. Are they playing make it, take it there? Because it seems like every time I look up, Oklahoma has the football and uh, a quick three and out by Tulane. This time, two consecutive turnovers and this time a punt. So Oklahoma with the football one more time. The game I want to point out real quick, and this is going to be important. We'll get this number. Ben, to me, the play is going to be Wisconsin's second half. The Badgers have moved the football. They have failed inside, not the red zone, inside the 10-yard line twice, a turnover, a missed field goal. Oh, a near Uh, interception by Graham Merce. Would have made that number even (laughs) juicier. Uh, And um, Oh, that would have been great because if Penn State gets up 3-0, now you're going to be in a situation where Bucky Badger just needs to come back and win the game. And, by the way, give Graham Mertz credit. He is falling in line with what every other Wisconsin quarterback has been since, minus Russell Wilson. Brooks Cap- Bollinger, yeah, John Stocko, Jim Sorge, Alan all these Everidge. Captain, all these captain checkdown guys who can't play <laughs> somehow stealing money in the league. Um, it, it's really unbelievable. This team, I, I've always said, and Ohio State finally started getting quarterbacks in the last 10 years. But Ohio State was the same way for a long time. Alabama was the same way for a long time. Great talent everywhere. As I, I don't know if the running back tripped over the quarterback's foot, but he went down before he barely even got the football. And it is the keystone cops out there right now for these two offenses. I'm looking at the uh, the overall rush numbers, we mentioned going into our last break, we'd tell you how many rushing yards uh, Penn State had. I guessed it was single digits. I was right. I'm all seven carries, one yard. 
for Penn State as a whole. Wisconsin, not much better. I mean, averaging three yards a carry right now. They've ran it a ton, 28 for 86 so far. Penn State just took a timeout, by the way, their first of the half. Third and 12 coming up for Wisconsin inside uh, their own territory, 228 to go. I'll just mention quickly, uh, just saw this lighting up here on, on our uh, live betting screen, that halftime line in Stanford, Kansas State from K-State minus one for the second half, up to two at most spots. So clearly betters not, uh, not buying anything what they've seen out of Stanford so far. That means K-State 16 you'd have to lay for the game total. I'm seeing it at around 27 for the uh, for the second half right now. I'm not saying K-State doesn't win by 17, but I would never make that bet. It's just this. I mean, this was a game was three. Yeah, you could have gotten it pregame, and you're just you're chasing at this point is well, what that feels not, like. Not just that. The thing is, I think Stanford they've done a decent job over the years with David Shaw being competitive in games. It's rare that you see them get blown out. That's a good point. Uh, I, I think they'll have an opportunity. You know, look, Jack West and Tanner McGee have been played particularly well. I know Skylar Thompson's off, gotten off to a fast start, but it, they'll have an opportunity. There was a missed. I thought it was, should have been an interception call. They called it incomplete against Stanford. It was a terrific play. That let that was a situation where K State capital and scored seven points, so just something to keep in mind if you're looking at that yeah, matchup. You mentioned well, how much you love the aggressiveness of Army. Dan Munkin, how about this? Final play of the half, three seconds left, fourth and goal at the two. They don't kick the field goal. They go for it, get a wide-open touchdown run right up the gut. 28-7 Army as we go to the half. How about that start for the Black Knights oh. as, uh, as they actually get the extra point blocked? So it looks like 27-7 as we go uh, to halftime there. All sorts of college football to talk about. We're going to take a couple minutes to talk UFC on the other side. Reed Kuhn, outstanding UFC handicapper, joins us next here on Betting Across America. Welcome back in. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Now the perfect time for you to huddle up with Decent Pro Football Betting Guide. Only $19.99 available now with our experts providing profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for VEASAN all access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Uh, um, all we've, we've had a lot of fun so far. First college football Saturday of the season. Back with Amal Shaw. I'm Ben Wilson here on Betting Across America. Get to Reed Kuhn, talk some UFC in just a moment. But Amal, uh, look, we not all of our advice is going to work out. That's, that's, that is the name of the game. When you're talking in-game betting, you're just going off of what you're seeing, comparing it to the closing line. But look, Oklahoma, uh, it is now 34-14. They are now closing the original first half line of 19 and a half. Like it went down to 10 and a half after they go down seven, nothing. And while Tulane has stopped scoring, uh, OU is not here. And they're, they, you think they might even score again before the end of the first half. Still time to do it. Three and a half minutes, three timeouts remaining. That's what I was saying. I, I thought they would at least get to 35, probably would get 49 points. You have 48 in the first half. Could be potentially looking at 56. And remember, Tulane gets the ball to start the second half. And since this game has been competitive, I would expect to see Spencer Rattler and company in this game through the third quarter going into the fourth quarter. And it's not like you're going to have a drop-off with the young gun Caleb Williams in there. So Oklahoma's got a great chance to be able to cover this football game. Yeah, as right now, also 83 and a half your live total. 34-14 OU, three minutes left in the first half. They are laying 33 and a half now for the game. That was, again, uh, 31 and a half. Couple quick as well. Halftime lines for you. We mentioned Army, Georgia State, 27 7. Black Knights on the road. They score a touchdown, final play of the half, uh, get the extra point blocked, but uh, they cover the first half. Total goes over with ease. You're looking right now at a, a live line uh, looking like 23 and a half for the second half. Either a pick 'em or Georgia State minus a half. Again, Army up big in this spot as a two and a half point road underdog, even though that total did get bet up from 49 uh, to 50. You're on a good pace there. Uh, Kentucky reaches the halfway mark. They're up 28. 8-7 on Louisiana.
Louisiana Monroe got some referee assistance, which we talked about earlier. Uh, they covered the first half line of 17 and a half. That, uh, that total of 35, that also uh, goes over as well, a total of 30. For the second half, just waiting on a line to be posted right there. Uh, Kentucky seeing 13 and a half they lay for the second half. They're laying 30 and a half or 31 for the game. Originally, already up 21, uh, basically uh, 34 and a half now for the game. Total of 25 and a half uh, for your second half. And Michigan, 27-7 on Western Michigan. Another slow start for the Wolverines, but they really piled on in the second quarter. And they're laying four now after they cover a nine-and-a-half point first half spread. They were minus 17-and-a-half for the game, so laying now 24 for the contest total there of 27-and-a-half. We'll get back to the college football in just a moment. Let's bring on, though, right now, Reed Kuhn, our guy. We are so fortunate to have so many outstanding MMA handicappers here at uh, VEASAN, Lou Finicaro. We get our, our guy Reed Kuhn coming on right now, Dave Ross, Jordan Sherwood. It was a whole gaggle of characters, and Reed Kuhn kind enough to join us uh, right now. Reed, a fight uh, night that was moved from London originally uh, due to COVID as we get ready for the, uh, the Apex event coming up uh, shortly, a little bit of an earlier start uh, here on a Saturday. So while we're all watching college football, I assume you're just uh, you're in the bunker here getting ready for, uh, for some UFC plays? Yeah, the early start time throws a little wrinkle in my usual dinner plans, but uh, yeah, I'm ready for some fights. We'll, we we'll multi-screen. Uh, exactly. Like at, this, at this time of year, you got to be a multitasker. That's, that's kind of the name of the game. Uh, Reed, looking at the main card tonight and, and our uh, top fight in this one, we've seen a little money come to the dog. Not surprising, too, in a lot of these fight night events where you see so much love and so many tightly lined events and love as well, a uh, correlation to the underdog we've seen in this spot. Uh, Derek Brunson and uh, Darren Till. You've seen some money towards Brunson. You can still get him at plus 140. I know he was at about a, a plus 150 underdog most of the week. You see those odds via BetMGM uh, with Till's minus price coming down a little bit, down to about the minus 160 range. Is there still value to be had, though, on, uh, on Brunson at this point? Yeah, I think so. I, I think I hit that line uh, earlier this week when it was a little higher, but Brunson definitely is a live dog here. That's kind of the theme for this whole card for me, actually. But Brunson, um, I think people are assuming that Till is going to have a huge striking advantage. And yes, there is some striker versus grappler dynamics here, but Brunson is actually, statistically anyway, very similar in terms of his performance on the feet against Till. Uh, they actually match up very closely. Um, in terms of power, in terms of accuracy. I think Till is definitely slicker and more evasive, um, but Brunson is not, it, it's not a, a gimme that he's going to lose a round on his feet. But we're hoping that he does change levels, put this on the ground. He spends about a quarter of all his octagon time controlling someone on the mat. And that one statistic is very telling. Uh, it's probably the best stat, um, maybe Sergey Spivak also on the card but in terms of dominating people on the ground yeah you always want to look at a good grappler if they are plus money i still see a little bit of value i think this is basically a coin flip at least statistically for me so that value right there on that price it's there's still money there yeah follow him at fightnomics one of our outstanding point spread weekly contributors reed coon talking ufc fight night a slightly earlier start time than we've seen for some of these uh, these other events you mentioned uh, spivak who i'm seeing it to bet mgm that's actually the best number in the market on him currently at about a two dollar underdog on uh, Tom Aspinall, who's at minus 250. So those odds have not changed a whole lot from the graphic you see there, which was as of uh, as of the uh, the overnights uh, read. So for, for Spivak, it's an even uh, juicier price in, uh, in this spot. How do you see the heavyweight going? Yeah, I know there's a lot of hype around Aspinall. Uh, his hands are definitely the better ones in this matchup, uh, for sure. But Spivak also, again, he's a busy grappler. He's used to pulling people down, dominating them on the ground. Um, and he, he does have some power, I think, historically, but uh, I see this as hopefully a wrestling play. Uh, it's only three rounds. He's got he's to grind it out and not get knocked out. But at 
you know, plus 200, that's a pretty juicy return for something that I'd only say is a slight lean towards Aspinall, the favorite. So that's why there's some value here. Yeah, a lot, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of tightly priced lines throughout the um, the main card tonight, Reed. As far as any of these favorites here, who, and we always see this, there tends to be some steam. Guys want to take shots, uh, betters do, on, on these underdogs. Are there any favorites who you think are, are not getting enough love and might actually represent value, even though you have to lay some juice to, to be on their side tonight? Yeah, Charles Jourdain is looking pretty good to me. Uh, his stand-up striking is good. Erosa, similar in terms of offensive stats, but sometimes the defensive stats are very telling. And Erosa has the worst head strike, head strike defense of any fighter on this card at just 59%. Average would be somewhere around 70 or plus. Um, and he's been knocked down five times. So Jourdain, even though this is at featherweight, um, you don't expect uh, all fights to end by knockout. But Jourdain has been pretty good at finding people's chin. And he's going to have a free shot at Arosa based on the defense that I'm seeing. So that's one I think is a, is a worthwhile favorite. I supported him even with, you know, minus 190 odds. Yeah, and I appreciate you bringing that up because, that again, with the early start, that gets underway in about 40 minutes or so. Uh, and uh, Jordan right now at BetMGM minus $1.85. So Reed Kuhn, outstanding MMA uh, and UFC handicapper. We always appreciate the time. Reed, best of luck with these. I know it might alter your dinner plans, but hopefully, you know, hopefully you can still find a way to be somewhat productive uh, on a Saturday. Thanks for the time, man, and good luck with the plays. The bar behind me will be useful. I, I think that, yeah, that's what I was alluding to. That works. All right, thanks, uh, thanks, Reed, for joining us uh, as we are here on Betting Across America. All sorts of, of action today. It's not just college football, I'm all, but uh, that's obviously, you know, that, that's the money sports. That's what we, we talk about a lot. Uh, UFC coming up, U.S. Open tennis going on as well. Third round of the Tour Championship. All sorts of, uh, of action around the board. Uh, we have a targeting review going on in Norman, Oklahoma. That is going to be a sweat. Uh, depending on what side you have, Oklahoma laying 19 and a half in the first half, currently up by 20 right now. Two minutes to go uh, in the half and a targeting review ongoing right now. A bunch of other games right around halftime or getting started for the uh, second half. So we'll update you on those next here on Betting Across America. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you will always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It can even alert you before you go too low or when you're too high. 
And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see, like more time and range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Winning feels like at BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at an easy 100 bucks. Register using code VEASAN100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 money line wager on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown. No matter what your gridiron game is, BetMGM is always ready for the action. Enjoy parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds, specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code VEASAN100 to win $100 when you bet $1 on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, new customer offer, paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. A lot of touchdowns scored today as we welcome you back. Betting across America. Week one of the college football slate. Back with Amal Shaw. I'm Ben Wilson. And the game we've been glued to, Amal, like his betters, doesn't always have to be the sexiest game or biggest, uh, biggest team name game. But look, Penn State, Wisconsin, nothing, nothing at the half. Your first scoreless halftime game in the Big Ten since... 2014, Michigan Northwestern. You yeah, remember that game? I don't. That's what I was I trying either. to think. I was uh, trying to, it washed it away from my memory. Nothing, nothing. I know. I remember that season, but I didn't pay. You know why I didn't pay that close attention? Because Ohio State lost to Virginia Tech in week two at home. And you were just. And I was like, yeah, season's yeah. over. I, yeah. I Listen, if you're not going to win a national championship, if you're following a particular team, then I don't really care as much. I'm like, I, I love watching the games uh, just in general. Mm-hmm. But like in terms of as a team, if you're not playing for a title, it's irrelevant. This is a game with uh, two rushing yards for Penn State in the first half. It's not like Wisconsin's been amazing, 132 yards of total offense, and I'm all second half total here, 20 and a half. You can take some, if you want 21s, you can get it slightly juiced at minus 120, but based on the game flow so far, I mean, 20, 21, again, a lot of this is just algorithm-based, going off the original number, which is you, you, you pointed out was, you felt like at least three or four points too high at the closing number of 48. Is 21 still high based on what we've seen so far? I, I think it would be. I think you're, you're looking at four scores there. It's going to be tough to come by, and when you look at, you mentioned it during the commercial break. You and I were talking Penn State at 43 yards of total offense in the first half. And there's nothing that really showed you they're going to increase that number anytime soon. And I don't know how many three and outs they had in the first half, Ben, but this offense looked horrendous throughout the uh, first half. So let's see if they can get on track at all. And I thought Wisconsin shot themselves in the foot a little bit. The other thing is, to me, Graham Mertz, 
his confidence started to wane a little bit. If you notice, it looked like the opening drives, they were doing well, but some of the passes have been more checkdowns. They don't look like they're really going in the direction of the passing game. They're relying on the running game, which has been solid, and you expect that from Wisconsin, but there's still been a lot of situations where they've been uh, stagnant offensively as well. Yeah. Well, Mertz got popped a couple times early and, and seemed, yeah, a little reluctant to go down the field. But we pointed out earlier with the way Wisconsin, despite all that, should have been up at a bare minimum 6 nothing in this game. We felt like probably would be some, uh, some value all to be had on the second half line. It's three and a half, which, I, like, Wisconsin, uh, look, Wisconsin 10-7 feels like it could easily be in play. Like, like, I don't know if I'd really want to lay the three and a half, even though I, I do think Wisconsin's clearly proven so far to be the better team. Yeah, they really have. And you said it's three and a half? Yeah. Not in love with that, to be no, honest. No, I would agree with you. I, I like your statement. You're not in love with that one. I, I tend to agree with you there. It's not a number that you can really be all over. But just looking at real quick in this game so far, Penn State, three and out, seven plays, three, 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 three. Five, uh, six possessions in the first half, five of them going three and out. It's not what you want. Last not match, at eight all. Eight carries, two yards. Uh, by the way, we're getting to the end of what has been the longest first half so far. Only game still going. We, we mentioned earlier a bunch of these games now at halftime and, and kind of letting you know if, if you were betting these first half sides. Uh, big situation here, Amal. Fourth and nine for Tulane. 39 seconds to go at the Oklahoma 45. Down by 20, and it's a strip sack fumble. Tulane recovers. Actually, it doesn't matter who recovers. because No, it does. Because, well, yeah, but it do, I was saying if they scoop and score because it looked like they had an opportunity to pick it up yeah. and go. So that's... That is a big play because if you were an Oklahoma first half better laying 19 yeah. and a half, if Tulane converts that at all, you're basically in field goal range. Now, yes. who, obviously a kicker for a program like that, you're not sure. But that would have been a pretty massive sweat. Uh, the first half total has already gone well over 48 points we've seen in the first half there. And um, all still time now for Oklahoma. They've got two timeouts, ball just outside field goal range. We just saw their kicker hit a 51-yarder and 30 seconds to go here. If you're Oklahoma you should be able to get six here potentially. You definitely have to get three. You need one first yes. down. Uh, but, you know, sack fumble. And your point in terms of, like, it doesn't matter because it's going to be down. But it looked like uh, I didn't There was see, a brief moment, yeah, yes. They tried like they to scoop and score it, yeah. But, um, no, this is uh, what Oklahoma needed. And now an opportunity to really put a dagger. Remember, Tulane will get the ball to start the second half in this one. So we'll keep an eye on this particular matchup. But uh, Sooners, wow, they're at the 41-yard line. Even worst-case scenario, you're going to try a 58-yard field goal with uh, – how well your kicker has done so far. That's a bad play I'm by really, Spencer Rattler. Really conservative. Yeah, they'll have to burn a timeout about a two-yard pass over the middle. I will say, Amal, we, we obviously we, we are quick to rip coaches and, and people just for lack of awareness situationally. Give a lot of credit to Oklahoma for trying the scoop and score because yeah, no so harm normally, there. Yeah, yes. normally we, we rip guys for trying to just fall on the ball, but in a case like that, that that is the correct play to make because even if you don't recover it, you're getting the ball back anyway. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of kids would not think that in the moment. Well, that's where the awareness needs to be there, right? On fourth down you see a long pass on and guys try to intercept the ball knock it down you yeah, get 30 yards so guys are more concerned about their statistics and you know so it's just something that people look at from that perspective but i think a team would give you a lot more credit from a draft board perspective to say hey this guy's smart enough to bat the ball mm -hmm. down yeah and so that was a total by the way of 37 for the first half that has gone uh well over so far one the one other game we have not mentioned it's the only game we don't have uh, room for uh, in our studio and i, I know britain has our producer had to play on this uh, i didn't really want to i had really no desire i'm on watching temple uh, try to, to slog it out against uh, ruckers on the road today 26 7 at halftime ruckers 
Rutgers for Greg Schiano and the Scarlet Knights. This was a team we actually saw some late buyback coming on at Temple here. Bet down to 14, the uh, the closing number in this spot. Rutgers does cover the first half number of minus seven or seven and a half with ease. I think that's the side uh, Britain was on. Total of 27 goes over. This game was two nothing and five nothing uh, early on. But if anything, of all this would have been a bet against Rutgers just with how brutal of a year they're coming off of. Ended up with their fifth string quarterback to close the season. One and six, all sorts of COVID issues. They bring in a Dewan Mathis, the quarterback from Georgia, who we, we saw him in minimal action last year and just looked completely overmatched. Yeah. Between him and, and Real Mitchell, you had at least some options there for Temple, but the defense was brutal last year. And, and Greg Schiano's definitely improved at least the, the caliber of player he ha- has there in, uh, in Piscataway. Well, remember, he had tremendous success when they were chopping wood, uh, you know, 15 years ago with that program for Rutgers. So good opportunity. They're going to be a lot more competitive. And you started to see it so many times throughout the course of the year last year so something to keep an eye on with that team in terms of how they perform uh you mentioned i didn't have much interest in the game but aaron crookshank probably the best special teams player in america plays for rutgers he's unbelievable on punt and kick returns he's a guy to watch if you have some time uh and yeah. when they're kicking the ball in his direction it's also you know we've got we've got a million screens on in the studio trying to, trying to uh to sneak everything in so far and this was also the game rescheduled as well if you were looking for that on your betting card originally thursday but moved back due to all the flooding as a result of, of Hurricane Ida in uh, in the area. So that 26-7 at the half. Rutgers laying four and a half for the second half total of 20 and a half. Before, though, we do hit a break. I want to sneak in a couple uh, previews because while we've been focused on all these early starts, we do have a couple games getting ready to start at the top of the hour. And a team that probably a lot of people, just casual fans of all, might not have watched a whole lot of had they not been playing week zero in, in kind of a standalone time slot last week. The Fresno State Bulldogs, who looked very good against, you could argue, maybe one of the worst teams in all of FBS. UConn, 45-0 win. Fresno State wins at home. And it is about as big of a step up in class as you can get going from FBS to FBS school week to week. They go to Oregon, 11th ranked team in the country. And Oregon has, this is this has gone back and forth a little bit. 20 is the line right now behind us at South Point. Still some 19 and a half elsewhere. Amal with a total 62 and a half or, or 63. Anything, anything to take away from what we saw last week in a Fresno State performance against a, a UConn team that it became obvious within two drives could not move the ball to save their lives. The one advantage that uh, Fresno State has coming into this game is they've played a game. That helps. You're used to the tackling and other things. Uh, who's it? I forgot they mentioned it. I think it was C.J. Stroud. He, he, in the post-game press conference for Ohio State, he said that was the first time he had been hit in two years. Yeah, right? that's a good so, point. You know, so sometimes you haven't been in the mix if you didn't play last year or if you're a younger player that didn't because there was not as many opportunities for teams in the Pac-12 and the uh, Big Ten because they started the season so late, so you didn't get some of those cupcake games where some of the guys get in there. So I think for Fresno State, that's the one thing that bodes well. But I think it's going to be a challenge here in this matchup against Oregon. This Ducks team really like them. The big question mark though I have with them is Anthony Brown a quarterback only a 55% completion percentage when he was at BC can he get better he's got playmakers there Diane Verdell at the tailback position loaded receiver room there they've got some guys that can make some plays on the outside take advantage of those guys if they can do that I think they're going to be able to name their score in this game you got to get Johnson and Reed going early on and it'll be all you know firing on all mm-hmm. cylinders as you go towards Columbus next weekend in that showdown game by the way I'm watching the Fox halftime of the Wisconsin Penn State game <laughs> they have so many people on their desk it should be a fire hazard i mean if if you took their like our desk here is is where we're framed roughly the same size imagine three other people right in here. between like yeah, right in this immediate in this immediate spot that's what it looks like uh, hey it's big new and energy whatever all those those and they really go out on on the promos there uh for fox i will point out as well you mentioned all the talent for oregon 
five offensive linemen back. The entire O-line returns. Only question I guess you'd have, and I'm not sure how much it'll really show itself today at all, but you have a new D.C., Tim DeRoyter, coming in uh, for, for Oregon. We, we obviously saw the former D.C. coaching in his, uh, his first game for Boise State and that crazy uh, lightning-delayed game down in uh, Orlando on Thursday night. Any, anything to worry about on a defensive standpoint for Oregon when you think about the fact that with a big spread like this, they, this could easily be, say, a 31 you know, uh, you know, 31-10 uh, type game in the second half, and all of a sudden you you kind of worry about can they actually hold up for, for a whole game on, on a full game spread perspective. Yeah, Jake Hanner's not a bad quarterback uh, in terms of what he can do. He was like fifth or sixth last year in college football with 336 yards a game for Fresno State. Ronnie Rivers in his fifth year there, he's going to have to have an effective day. wasn't overwhelming against UConn. If he can be effective on the ground, that'll give him a chance. But I want to see uh, – look, I think Kayvon Thibodeau is the best player in college football regardless of position. I know people talk about Rattler for the Heisman mm-hmm. and other guys. I, I, it's funny. Rattler's not even the best player in his league. <laughs> he's not. He, look, there are two players that are better than him. Brees Hall, running back at Iowa State, and the best player in the Big 12 is Bijan Robinson at Texas. This sophomore is unbelievable. But to me, Thibodeau in this defense. A lot of talent there. They've got to make some plays. Uh, I really like them. Um, Mikhail Wright in the secondary. He's going to be a pro if you haven't seen him play yet. A really good football player, so pay attention to him. But I want to see how the Oregon defense performs because uh, they've got a pretty good passer at Fresno State. Uh, they do. And he, he, look, Andrew, even though it was UConn, looked very solid last week in the in the heat of the Valley in Fresno. When we return on the other side, there's one other game starting here at the top, top of the 2 o'clock Eastern window. That is Rice and Arkansas. And there's been that probably an expected move with a lot of betters laying the wood with Arkansas to 20-point favorites. Uh, does, does I don't think that's too many. We'll get his thoughts on the other side. Total of 50 right there as uh, we're right in the middle of it. First college football Saturday kicking off uh, the, the season here on VEASAN. We'll have another hour coming your way next of live in-game updates here on Betting Across America. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 